0: We live in the day of the 24-hour news cycle, and most of what we hear is bad news. With a steady stream of evil reports, it is easy to forget that God has provided good news in a bad world, and that good news is the gospel of Jesus Christ. Today, we join Scott Pauley as he opens God's Word to remind us of God's good news, the death, burial, and resurrection of Christ, and how that good news not only encourages us as believers, but is also the message this unbelieving world desperately needs. Let's join Scott now.
1: The Bible is God's revelation of himself. That word literally means take the veil back, pull the curtain back. Uh, God wants to be seen. He wants to be heard. He wants to be known and uh, anyone that knows God wants others to know God. That's God's heart. Only the devil wants to shroud the truth. Only Satan, the deceiver and liar, wants to cover it over. Uh, we've been recently studying 1 Corinthians 15, the great gospel chapter, but today I draw your attention to another great gospel chapter in 2 Corinthians, which I think is interesting because Paul's writing to the same believers a second letter, and they need to remind it. We all need reminded. We all need to to remember the gospel. We all need to be reminded what we're supposed to be doing with it. Don't get far removed from it. Listen to 2 Corinthians 4. Therefore, seeing we have this ministry, as we have received mercy, we faint not, but have renounced the hidden things of dishonesty, not walking in craftiness nor handling the word of God deceitfully, but by manifestation of the truth, commending ourselves to every man's conscience in the sight of God, But if our gospel be hid, it is hid to them that are lost, in whom the God of this world hath blinded the minds of them which believe not, lest the light of the glorious gospel of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine unto them. For we preach not ourselves, but Christ Jesus the Lord, and ourselves your servants for Jesus' sake. For God, who commanded the light to shine out of darkness, has shined in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. Do you see the great contrast? Satan is blinding. God is shining. Uh, Satan is putting a veil over. God is taking the veil away. Let me ask you a question. Which team are you on? (laughs) Which, Which work are you engaged in today? We must not hide the good news of Jesus Christ in a world full of so much evil. Now, let me just give you some simple thoughts today walking through this chapter. I hope you'll walk through it, spend some time in it. First, in verse 1, he reminds us of the reception of the gospel. He said we received it. We received mercy, and because we received mercy, we received a ministry. See, the very fact you receive salvation means you got a ministry. What's your ministry? To share that mercy with somebody else. So that's the reception of the gospel. In verse 2, you have the manifestation of the gospel. He said, God is manifesting the truth. Oh, I love that. How's that happen? Through the word. People need the word of God. Everybody needs the word of God. And so uh, the manifestation grows out of the reception. And then when you come down to verse number 4, you have some opposition to the gospel. Opposition? Well, we don't like that, do we? No, but the God of this world wants to blind people's minds. He doesn't want them to believe. Who do you think wants to keep you from witnessing? The devil wants to keep you from witnessing. He wants to keep lost sinners lost, blind sinners blind, uh, to, to their own sin and to the Savior and to the judgment that is following. And so Satan is always pushing back. And then on the heels of that, you have the illumination of the gospel. I like this. Uh, as soon as the God of this world is trying to do his work of darkness, the light of the glorious gospel of Christ is revealed. Uh, verse 6 talks about God commanding his light to shine out of darkness. Oh, friend, the same God who spoke light in the book of Genesis uh, wants to speak light into darkened hearts today. The same God who brought light in the, in the first creation, the original creation, wants to bring light in the new creation That's the illumination of the gospel. Do You know why we need to share the gospel? Because when you start talking about Jesus and what Christ has done, the Holy Spirit turns the light on. You know the aha moment when people say, I get it, I see it now. That only happens through the preaching of the gospel. And then there's the revelation of the gospel. Listen to verse 5. He said, we're not preaching ourselves. We're preaching Christ Jesus the Lord. Verse number seven says, the excellency of the power is of God and not of us. The revelation is Jesus, the one who's in us. We're not trying to get a plan across to people or sign them up for a program or, or even just get them in a church building. We're trying to help them to know who Jesus is and why he came and what he wants to do in their lives. That's the revelation of the gospel. Then you can see it in your own Bible From verse 8 down to verse number 12, there's the affliction of the gospel. I'm going to tell you, if you move forward, there will be friction. And if you try to advance the gospel message, you will have to advance against the gates of hell. There'll be difficulty. There'll always be challenges. Uh, There'll always be persecution. Look at verse 8 We're troubled, but we're not distressed. We're perplexed, but we're not in despair. We're persecuted, but we're not forsaken. We're cast down, but we're not destroyed. Why? Because God is with us. Look, there'll be affliction, but it'll be worth it. Do all you can to get the gospel out and do all you can to bring people in to the family of God by getting them the message of the Lord Jesus. And then let me tell you how the chapter closes. I love this. From verse 13 down to verse 18, you have the anticipation of the gospel. What is the anticipation of the gospel? That our light affliction, which is but for a moment, worketh for us a far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory, while we look not at the things which are seen, but at the things which are not seen. For the things which are seen are temporal, but the things which are not seen are eternal. Do you know what the anticipation of the gospel is? Eternal glory. Eternal reward. Look, we're looking to the resurrection day. We're looking for the glory of God. We're looking to see Jesus face to face. We're looking for rewards at the judgment seat. We're looking to heaven We're looking to those who will be reached and will be in heaven with us because we help to get the gospel out. I have a couple of very definite challenges today. The first is this. Perhaps you've been listening to this study and meditating on the gospel message and you realize you've never really personally appropriated that for yourself. Oh, you know it. It's in your head, but it's not really been in your heart. Could I challenge you right now, wherever you are, to just stop? and say, Lord Jesus, be merciful to me, a sinner. I do believe you died for my sins. I do believe you rose from the dead, like the Bible says, and I trust you now as my Savior. Settle your own gospel testimony today. Know for sure that you have believed the gospel and received the Lord Jesus as your personal Savior. And then for those of you that have been studying with us that know you're saved, you, you, you not only know the gospel, you know it experientially, personally. You've been born again. Could I challenge you to recommit yourself to be a gospel Christian? Are you really a gospel Christian? Are you committed to giving the gospel to someone else? Do you see how much of the emphasis of these gospel passages is on advancing it, furthering the gospel message, not keeping it to ourselves? May I ask... Is it really good news if we don't want to share it? And maybe better yet, is it really good news if they never hear it? If they never hear how to be saved and they're lost eternally, is it really good news? Friend, it is good news, but it's only good to those who hear it and to those who will receive it. And you can't control their response. You can only fulfill your responsibility, and your responsibility is to take the good news of Jesus Christ to a bad world in evil days. This is the work of the gospel, and this is the work that every Christian must do. Satan wants to hide it. God wants to show it, and we have to choose which one we will do.
0: The Apostle Paul wrote in the book of Romans that the gospel is the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believeth. Thank God for the transforming power of the gospel of His dear Son. And may this truth stir our heart as we seek to impact those within our influence with the good news of Jesus Christ. For additional resources on the Gospel, we invite you to visit Scott's YouTube channel and view the playlist on the sermon series entitled, The Joy of the Gospel. These four Bible messages were given in a revival meeting, and they will surely be an encouragement and help to you as you live a life focused on God's good news. And until next time, we hope you will enjoy the journey.